Hey, Raven. What? Where do you think we get our mail from? From the mail guys. The mail guys? Mm-hmm. What if they're mail girls? Ooh, that's cool. That's cool? Uh-huh. Yeah? Are they the ones that bring us when we order stuff online? Like your shoes? Yeah. Yeah? Do you get excited when they come? Yeah. Yeah? Like pizza, so like eat it. The <laughs> mailman doesn't bring us pizza. No. That's <laughs> really ill. He brings us deliveries. Yeah. Yeah. for listening to this episode of Hard Truth. We are joined by Des, who works for the United States Postal Service. How are you doing today? Pretty good, Lena. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing great. You know, living the dream, as they say. Yeah, that's what we say, too. Well, some <laughs> of us do. <laughs> so, um, everybody knows, pretty much, if you live in America at least, um, what the United States Postal Service is, but what do you do on the job? Uh, pretty much, contrary to popular belief, like the mail doesn't necessarily come to me in order, so I'm a rural mail delivery carrier, so I actually have to put the mail in order and then also, when we get the parcels, you got to put those in order, then you just go to the street and you deliver them. It sounds simple, but for a lot of people, it's not because we have a very high turnover rate at the office. So, Yeah, I would imagine because, um, I mean, I believe that everything official, at least, goes through the United States Postal Service, and then a lot of the deliveries do as well as far as packages and ordering online, unless it's Amazon, of course. So I believe that you're probably handling a a large workload on a daily basis. Yes, especially ever since uh, COVID-19 started last year. Uh, we've had ever since then what we've been calling COVID Christmas, so it's pretty much been close to Christmas Christmas package volume uh, all year long. It slows down a little bit during the summer, and then once the holidays come back, people it seems like they're like, "Oh, yeah, this is easy. I, we really like this. We forgot about this," and then it just picks back up again. So even right now, um, I'll say every day I have between 150 and 250 packages I deliver, which usually surprises people because they don't think we do that much as far as parcel parcel volume. But what they don't know is we also get a lot of UPS and FedEx's parcels that we also deliver. 
her last mile delivered. Oh, wow, really? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So I actually like low-key kind of despise UPS a little bit, not for the reason of them being like competition, but because we like get so much of their work to deliver. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I can see that being a problem if I if I worked there because you know you hear the name and you think they handle all of their own shit but it sounds like they definitely don't. Yeah, and sometimes I'll even see them on the route and I'm just thinking to myself like what are you even delivering? Like I'll have this huge box and it'll be like a UPS sure post box. That's what they call it when they send it to us. And then they'll have like a little small package like we call them spurs at the post office. So they'll be walking to the door with this little tiny spur package, and I'll have this big box, UPS short post, and I just, like, glare over at them. (laughs) So you mentioned COVID. Um, What was the initial COVID precautions that were taken during lockdown, if any? Uh, Like a lot of, I don't know, institutions in the country or... People weren't really prepared for it, so there really wasn't one initially. Like the mask mandate didn't even start until I would say like a month after the governor of the state onion made it like uh, statewide. So there were still people around the office, no mask. Pretty much like business as usual unless you just want to use it as an excuse to like not deliver something like i remember people freaking out about packages from china in the beginning and they would act like they were all worried about that but at the same time they weren't worried about anything else going on with the pandemic but they would just complain about oh why do we have all these parcels from china so it was just i don't know anything with the post office is never really that well thought out so I wasn't surprised that they struggled to get it together initially with that. But eventually they did get us like hand sanitizers and masks and all of that stuff. But me being like always overly prepared, I already had like a lot of that stuff anyway. So did you start uh, wearing the masks and gloves and things right away after the whole talk started or... um... Did you wait as well until it was mandatory? No, I did. I was actually one of the first people in the office that was wearing a mask. And at first, people did look at me like I was kind of crazy because I am kind of like in a rural area. And a lot of them were on that no mask type of kick. And I remember me, there was a guy from Bulgaria there. He had his N95 mask early. And there was another guy near me. And it was just pretty much the three of us that wore them every day until it was forced on us and then everybody pretty much complies now. So since they didn't really change their own uh, corporate process for handling mail to keep you all safe, did, um, did the process you were following personally change at all on how you were handling it? Kind of. I mean, I always kind of tried to keep myself clean anyway because a lot of the equipment we use is dirty so for me it was probably just like a little extra hand sanitizing a little more hand washing but overall nothing changed much and then it turned out the CDC eventually released that it was very low risk like getting COVID from handling uh, 
things like mail and parcels. So I was became a little less worried about it. And now it's not really something I even think about when I'm delivering. Is there anything? I mean, aside from the fact that they didn't make masks mandatory early enough, is there anything that you wish they would have done differently for you in that regard to kind of help out at all? I know it's hard because it's like a large, you know, it's a large company, but I wish they probably could have listened to like some of their employees' suggestions a little better because I did mention a lot of things that they ended up like instituting later on, like not having us gather up in these large meetings like okay sometimes they'll do what's called a service talk where they like brief us on certain things going on throughout the company and i remember i was like why are we getting these large groups close together like that like social distancing and the whole nine we're not following like any of this stuff like we do a lot of close quarters type of stuff like why are we training people and we have them in the mail case like in tight quarters with us for like hours on end. Like I was like, all this stuff is like a big no-no. So like just those type of things, they weren't really that proactive. They've gotten a little bit better. Like, for example, if we're training somebody and we go out to the street before they would ride in the truck with us, now they follow behind in like another vehicle and kind of watch what we're doing when we're training them. So just little steps like that, I guess, have gotten a little better. So with everything that was going on um, inside the post office, was your route affected any uh, by any changes that were made dealing with COVID or even by uh, the postmaster general? So I know that in the middle of the year, on top of everything going on with COVID, we had some major controversial changes that were made. Um, so I guess a two-part question, was there anything that affected your route by, uh, COVID and then also with the rest of what was going on at the time? Uh, oddly enough, my route actually, it actually, I don't want to say benefited me when it's, when talking about a pandemic, but okay, usually anything that comes to the post office, like it definitely has to go out the same day unless it's like really like bulk rate, what they call third class mail. But, um, so what would happen is they would have us wait around for any like late packages or anything that would come late from the plant. So one of, uh, the joy's directors, which is the postmaster general, he decided that we could leave anything that wasn't there when we were ready to uh, depart for the route by the time oh, I just messed that all up. I tongue twisted myself. Anyway, <laughs> pretty much we didn't have to, <laughs> we didn't have to wait for uh, late arriving mail or packages. We could just go and then anything else would go out the next day. And sometimes I would be ready to leave at say nine o'clock in the morning. And then we're waiting around the office until 11 a.m., 12 o'clock, like three, four hours, ridiculous. So that was one thing that I actually was glad that he changed. Um, another issue with my route specifically in regards to me, I have two hospitals I deliver mail to. Uh, initially, the main hospital, I used to have to go through the main entrance and walk all the way back to the mail room. They would never let me in like through the dock for 
some unknown like security reason. Well, the main entrance closed. It's still closed. There's no main entrance to that hospital. So now I get to go to the dock and just set the mail there and go. So pretty much other than like the company-wide changes, as far as me directly, I haven't had that many real changes. But It um, sounds like it was more positive changes for you specifically. Yes, <laughs> it was. Uh, those poor guys at the plant, however, like I hear stories, but since I'm not actually there, I don't really know exactly what's going on i just know it didn't work out very well at all during christmas like there were a lot of parcels backed up which i'm sure you heard about a lot in the news uh people getting stuff like up to a month later month and a half later yeah it actually happened to me uh quite a few things um were arriving like 30 days or more after i ordered them for a while so I just expected them not to show up anytime soon, and I didn't get stressed out over it, but I'm not sure that everyone else was holding that same mindset. Yeah, and um, I'm pretty sure, I think it actually happened to me, and I actually work at the post office, but it, at least I'm able to understand what's going on, so it wasn't a big deal. But it was definitely tough on the route, having customers come up to you, and you can't really give them an answer like they'll look at their tracking and it'll just say it's at this office let's say they're in Virginia and their package is at a plant in Maryland somewhere and it's just sitting there not moving and they're looking at the tracking every day it's not moving and then they see me on the route and they're like hey what's going on and I'm like well I can't really give you an update on that just call the Call this number here and the supervisor will get a hold of you and there was a lot of that that i did uh during christmas time and i felt really bad about it is it fairly normal for people to come up and talk to you like before covid or is this new as well because i mean maybe i'm just more of an introvert but i have like never once tried to speak to the person delivering my mail <laughs> because of the way my route is set up like the boxes are what they call centralized units. So it'll be like 16 houses are in one box and they have a key and they come up and they open the mailbox. So they would have a lot of time to catch me if they see me there putting the mail in all those slots. But in general, on my route, I didn't see a whole lot of people. Usually if I do, they're either handing, uh, handing me outgoing mail or it's a complaint. So I know if somebody walks up to me, it's one or the other. Uh, those who have box-to-box -box delivery, yeah, you do generally interact with, like, customers a lot and their kids a lot, which is actually kind of a cool thing about the job. But not the angry customer part of the job, but it's okay. I know how to deal with it. So you didn't see any increase in, uh, in angry people or anything like that during – I mean, I know – you see it on the news. You heard about it a lot on social media as well. Just people that stuck in their house, stressed out from God knows what's going on with them, just being angry and defensive about everything. So you didn't see any any sort of increase in stuff like that at all? Luckily, I didn't. Um, on the route that I'm on, like a lot of people 
they were like there's a lot of government workers and a lot of um, like telecommuters so other than just being like packed in their houses and regular stress of just being stuck at home with kids there wasn't any real like vitriol or anything that I detected from anybody um, sometimes people would come and want to talk about the election and I would just be like whoa I can't talk about that <laughs> like, I did everything possible to avoid that like First of all, the post office is really strict on that anyway. Like, there's something called the Hatch Act that I won't get into right now with federal workers, but we're not allowed to talk about that at all with customers. So generally, uh, I don't know. It was like life is normal on the route, pretty much, with the exception of the, some of the delays. So it sounds like you kind of had it uh, a routine down personally that, um, didn't really change a whole lot for you uh, with your day-to-day life. Did you experience any anxiety um, when the pandemic first started with having to go out and and possibly if people were approaching you or anything like that? Uh, initially, I did, yes. Um, but that was just because of more so a lack of knowledge, you know, about COVID. Didn't really know. Like, there was a lot of misinformation going around. Like, remember the videos in China of, like, people passing out on the ground? And I was like, oh, my God, like, can't get this disease. Like, look at all this stuff it can do to you. And I was like, we're supposed to go with the people on the route and get signatures from them and all these different things, which luckily they changed the signature process to where we would just pretty much, if they needed a signature, we would just, hand it to them and be like, okay, well, we'll sign for it. Don't worry about it. So that was nice. That's kind of been the same ever since. Interesting. uh, I'm glad that they did that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You and the customers both, because when I would come to the door, you could tell they were also like afraid of me too. You know, it kind of goes both ways. Like if I'm worried about catching something from them, of course, like that thoughts in their head too, like, they were always very hesitant. I know I've had thoughts like that. I mean, even I'm not quite as anxious now. I mean, we're a year into this, so it's gone at this point, but um, I do still get anxiety, like a little burst of it when I hear my doorbell ring because I'm like, who is here and why are they trying to get close to me? (laughs) (laughs) But sound like my cats almost. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think if I were an animal, I would be a cat for sure. (laughs) I relate. (laughs) Um, So I have to ask because you saw this a lot on social media. These people posting pictures or videos of like signs and weird messages in the windows and just things that people did from boredom did you see anything fun like that or weird as a result of the quarantine um not really from like adult customers kids tended to like to play a lot of little jokes on me and like leave things in the mailbox like i'll open the mailbox there's like a spider in there not a real one or like (laughs) a fake snake (laughs) (laughs) Were they watching out the window to see? Them? Yes, yes. <laughs> That's fantastic. Especially like in the beginning, they weren't outside, so I guess maybe sometimes they would go out to get the mail and they would just like throw something in there, and then I would look up and uh, I see you. 
I bet their parents didn't even know that was happening. <laughs> I'm sure they didn't. It was cool, though. Oh, yeah, you had asked me about changes, if I had made any changes to my lifestyle in regards to the mm -hmm. pandemic. I do now take, like, about, I would say, nine different supplements every morning. Maybe uh, eight of them, which are new. Uh, one of them is called AHCC, which I've always taken because I had problems of getting sick a lot, even pre-pandemic. I missed a lot of time of work the uh, year prior. So I was just like desperate to find something so I could not miss so much time. And actually, since I've been taking just that one alone, I haven't really been getting sick. But after that one, I added vitamin C, ginger root, golden seal, uh, quercetin, zinc, mag magnesium. So like, I take all this stuff every morning and like adds up to like 10 pills every day that I take. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot of pills to take. I don't think that I could do that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, somehow I just, I've gotten used to it. And it's like, it seems like I'm constantly like adding more stuff. So you just get yeah. up in the morning and swallow a bunch of pills first thing. Because yeah. those things are huge, right? Those are big. They are. Oh, get this dumb story I have from one morning I did. Okay, so there must have been like a... Um, okay, now I hear that train is going loud. Yeah, I heard that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll add a note here. <laughs> okay. Anyway, one morning, I guess... I had moisture or something get inside of like one of the pill containers. So all the pills were like stuck together, like I'll say eight of them. And so I grabbed this bowl and I'm like, oh, man, this doesn't look too bad. I should be able to swallow this whole thing with like some water. So like, oh, I, no. mouth, I try and swallow it. And it like, it's like halfway down. It's like just stuck right there. Like just barely like enough to like not choke me to death. And like I keep trying to swallow and swallow and I can't like get it to go down and I'm like, oh shit, like I'm gonna die like right now. And I actually have like a um like this device that's supposed to help you if you're choking, like you can put it against your mouth and like suck whatever is blocking your airway out. So I thought about like trying to use that and I really like started freaking out. But I was like, Hold on, I'll just wait and I grabbed like a bottle of water and I just kept drinking, drinking, drinking and it dissolved it and eventually it went down. And so I'm able to be here and record this for you. I thought we were about to get a story about whether or not that product actually works. <laughs> Dang. Because <laughs> I've always uh, wondered. Um, you know, it actually looks like it might be painful to use, so I was really, like, hesitant unless I, like, couldn't breathe to actually, like, try that thing. <laughs> like, it's really, That's like, heavy-duty. It's called, like, a, it's called the choker. I don't know if, if you want to look it up. But it's like really heavy duty, like last resort. Okay, I'm gonna rope us back in a little bit here with uh, with a question about the election because I, I know you mentioned you can't talk to your uh, customers about politics at all, but um, I know that. Pardon terminology here. It was like a dumpster fire of an election that went on because everybody chose to. Or for the most part, a lot of people chose to mail in because they felt it was safer. Um, 
did you see uh, an influx and craziness in the post office or, I mean, really just anything? What went on with that? Um, surprisingly, even with like all the mail-in ballots, it wasn't even as bad as, say, the Christmas cards we get during Christmas time. Like It wasn't even nearly as many, as much mail volume as we had, say, during the end of November through December. So as far as the mail-in ballots, even though uh, certain people may have been worried that ballots would get lost or ballots would get thrown away or anything like that, we didn't have, at least locally in my offices, anything, any type of an issue with that. And for all those people that were thinking maybe like people were trying to, carriers would try to like, help rig an election and all that type of stuff like the thing a lot of people don't know about carriers like we just want to go home like from the moment we get to work the first thing in our mind is like all right how do we get out of here as fast as possible and go home that's it nobody has time to like look through ballots or throw away ballots or hide ballots so that was always like a joke among carriers i used to laugh about that like, people actually think we care that much. We're just trying to get this <laughs> stuff out of here. <laughs> right? I, I mean, I would think for the most part, the only thing you're looking at is the address. I mean, yeah. you don't really need to pay attention to what else is going on. <laughs> exactly. Like, you would hear, like, okay, there have been, like, incidents in the past of, like, carriers becoming overwhelmed, and they'll, like, throw mail in the woods or something like that to get rid of it just because, it's, I don't know, it's too much for them. And they're embarrassed to say anything or ask for help, but it's not like a, I don't know, like an intentional, I mean, it's intentional that they're trying to get rid of it, but it's not like specific to any type of male piece. It's just like, it's too much usually if they do that. And then, you know, they end up in jail for no reason, but yeah, yeah, that seems like a, uh, I mean, a no brainer, just don't do that it's stupid i don't i can't believe like it it'll even happen but every now and then we'll hear about it they'll give us one of those service talks where it happens somewhere in the country someone threw mail away don't do that and i'm like man i can't believe people actually think that would work like it always gets found eventually somehow like I, there's been stories of people that they'll rent out like a storage unit and they'll like take it home and keep throwing it in there and they say oh well i meant to eventually deliver it and then next thing you know there's like like two tons of mail in there and they gotta get all that out and reprocess it and then the person gets serious felony charges for no reason yeah i got way off track there but <laughs> i mean no it's a it's a good point and it kind of goes right along with what the media was just blowing up with their doomsday talking at all times um you know just trying to make things worse than they are when in reality the the issues stem from mail carriers being stressed out not thinking properly and not necessarily for any sort of politically fueled rage <laughs> right <laughs> so off topic here, but I guess, I mean, I have someone here who works for uh, the Postal Service, so I have to ask, 
and and a lot of my listeners may not be aware of this, especially if you don't consume a lot of uh, news or or media. But so there's been a problem with postal vehicles catching on fire. Am I right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so is that just is that just from age? And then also, is this even as big of a problem as they make it seem on the news? Uh, first part, yes, the vehicles are aging, like they're probably way too old. Um, there are two types of the smaller vehicles anyway you might see on the road. One of them is called, uh, LLV, and that is the one you see more in the rural areas. And then another one is called a FFV, and that one's slightly, a slightly newer version of the LLV, but both of them are over 30 years old. And they still don't know why, or at least they tell us they don't know why, but they will just every now and then spontaneously catch on fire. It actually happened um, at my office once. I was on the mountain delivering mail, and he smelled something. He pulled over. Uh, next thing you know, the truck's just full of smoke. And he actually risked his life, I guess, to get all the mail out of there, and sure enough, it Eventually, it did go completely up in flames, so much so that it even, like, burned the brake line, and the truck, like, rolled all the way, like, down the hill and, I guess, an embankment or something and just burn up, which I thought was crazy. Well, I thought it was pretty crazy he even went back in there to get the mail out, but it was definitely good on him to pull that off. But if you just Google that, like Google LOV fires on Google, it, it'll come up. All the stories will pop up. It's not like a secret. I'm going to do it right now. Yeah. Wait, there's a Postal Times website. <laughs> How there did is. I not know this? I'm not sure if that one is just for like employees. Or, or let me see. Yeah, internal document it might be for, for, let's go to another one here. Yeah, U.S. Postal Service's aging trucks keep catching fire. <laughs> July 2020. <laughs> now, luckily, today, uh, February 23rd, apparently the post office has just agreed to a deal with, I guess, Oshkosh Corp. They will be making the new trucks. So I guess they have like, a, I forgot how long the contract is, but they're supposed to be doing the new, new vehicles. So that's also something that can be looked up to see what those are going to look like. I think they're kind of crazy looking, but it's certainly better than driving. You know, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, but the only Oshkosh I've ever heard of is, is the children's clothing brand. Oshkosh Bagosh. <laughs> I know, apparently they make like military vehicles or something now. I'm not sure if they like. This cannot be related. <laughs> this has to be two different companies. Let me, let me see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some Googling right here while we're still recording here. Okay, yeah, this is two different companies entirely. Okay. Oshkosh Defense. Yeah. Tactical vehicle manufacturing. Wow. They're going hard on this new one here. I thought that Biden wanted all like electric vehicles, but apparently those are still going to be like 
I think, at best, hybrid. I don't think any of them are going to be like full EVs. So I thought that was interesting because I know there was one company called, I think, Workhorse that was trying to get the contract, and those vehicles were going to be all electric. And also, Ford wanted was bidding for it, and they also probably would have made an electric vehicle. So I just found that kind of interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Uh, it's, I mean, I'm sure it doesn't mean anything, but I find it also interesting they went with a defense vehicle company. Uh, it's just, um, they're being extra right now. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what it's even going to look like at this point. <laughs> There's actually pictures of the prototype. I have seen them. They're kind of crazy. I'm sure I won't see it anytime soon. <laughs> Maybe once the truck hits 40 years, I'll get one. Well, is there anything else that you want to let the listeners uh, in on, talk about? Might be related to being an essential worker during the pandemic. Just fun facts you may not know about your mailman. <laughs> um... I would say for the most part, despite all the things you may have heard about people going postal and going crazy, most of us, we do like our job. It can get a little stressful sometimes, but it's not bad, you know? We like um, helping y'all out. We appreciate your business, you know? We love y'all, and um, that's pretty much it. I wish I had something like a little quirky story I could put out there, but... It's not as interesting of a place to work as you might think. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's why I needed people like you on here to set the record straight about what you might have been seeing when you were doom scrolling or hearing on the media all the time where they're just blowing everything out of proportion. We need to hear from real people, real essential workers who are out there and see, you know, what was really going on, what was really going wrong and and what companies did it right. And uh, I thank you for coming on and, and talking with us today. Well, thanks for having me, for sure. Mail cars. That's right. What all do they bring us? Uh, mail. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Mm. They bring us shoes from Buckfit. Deliveries. No. That's right. They bring us deliveries. Do you ever, have you ever talked to the mail people? The mm. people that bring us the mail? No. No. Do you want to? Yeah. Yeah? What would you say to them? Uh, thank you for bringing the mail. <laughs> okay. Thank you for joining Hard Truth today. I appreciate you. And before you go, our voice line is now open 24-7. Call 539 539- 
265-0702 to share your thoughts or story and have your voice on the show. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash hardtruthpodcast or at mindwavelina on Twitter. And to become the next patron, head on over to patreon.com slash hardtruthpod. Until next time, hard truthers, much love. Stargazer.